Andy Bush and Richie Firth, this is our podcast of home time. I'm going to start by saying, Richie, I'm wearing an Everton top today. Not an actual Everton club top, but an Everton fan top. Uh, it looks like it's more of a fan top, and I mean that as a compliment, because I find that uh, club official uh, merchandise, never really the coolest no. stuff, but that... Looks like it's almost as if Everton have won the World Cup in 1985 in a South American com- uh, country, and that is the logo for it. Do you know what, if that was a new series on Netflix, and that's the description, I'd 100% watch that. It sounds brilliant. But, but what, what what did happen in 85? I mean, what what is that meant to represent? We won the league. But that's not the league trophy that is on your T-shirt. No, maybe we won someone else as well. On a minute, let's have a quick look. I think we might have won the European Cup Winners' Cup. Let's have a look. Do you mind me doing live Googling on this? Is of this- course not. Because I'm intrigued, because the, the, I like the T-shirt, but it doesn't appear to represent anything. Do you know what? That's it. I've actually got the programme for this as well. Everton 3, Rapid Vienna 1. We won the Cup Winners' Cup final in 85 as well. OK. So All there right. you go. So now, I probably, if I'm going to wear a shirt with the uh, with the year on it, I need to do my homework. <laughs> yeah, know what the trophy is and <laughs> know what, what the actually trophy won. is. Have you got any Arsenal kind of, I don't mean kit stuff, I mean like fan tops? I've got a fan bobble hat, which nice. is uh, the bruised banana yellow and navy uh, away strip that Arsenal had once. You love that kit, don't I you? I absolutely love that love kit. That and kit. Uh, most gooners will as well. Uh, but uh, it got turned by... Um, well, some fans really into uh, uh, like the old traditional woolly hat. So I got one of those for cold games in the winter. Looks good. Yeah, I, I want them to bring out um, football kits that were, are good again for wearing to the pub. I don't know where it, it all changed. Remember, it used to be all right to wear a football top yep. out and about. Fine, yep. absolutely fine. And then some something's happened in recent times where you wear a football top to a pub with a pair of jeans. It's, it's a not piece. Right. It's a piece of due diligence. I don't think I did properly on my wife actually, <laughs> in that she does not like and won't go out with me at all if I'm wearing a replica football shirt. Really? She won't leave the house with you? And awkwardly, do you remember the pub quiz yesterday? Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the um, teams that we got down there uh, were people that were working as Christmas elves and were actually decorating the Emirates Stadium uh, for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they gave me a couple of spare giant Arsenal baubles. Oh, yes, a little bag at the end. So this morning when I woke up, obviously I got home late last night, I'm like, oh, I've got to show you this, got to show you this, look at these. They're not going on the Christmas tree. No. That goes against my uh, my colour scheme. It's just, just like, it just immediately shut down. I love how you did a Cornish accent and then a East London accent. <laughs> dialing her in. Dialing she's, her in a little she's bit. She's more East End like her mother. That's such a shame though, because I remember seeing those. <laughs> I remember um, seeing. Make sure that comes out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like Why did I just say that? You did an impression of your mother-in-law, is that yeah, what this is? Yeah, she's from West Ham. Is that how she speaks? Yeah. Um, I saw those baubles and I thought they looked very good. What a shame that you, Natalie won't have it up in the I house. I know. Well, she says. Well, I feel like we've covered quite a few different subjects there. In particular, you might have an issue with your mother-in-law now because of that impression. I could have an issue with all sorts of people <laughs> after that. But of course, it's going to get taken out of the podcast. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. If you've been listening the last couple of weeks, you will know that uh, we have been trying to put on a pub quiz to celebrate uh, 10 years of Absolute Radio. Yeah. Tonight, uh, Last night was the night, and I think it's fair to say it passed off without any major incidents. It was like a pub-based projection of this show. <laughs> a complete shambles, but we kind of got through it okay. That's about right, yeah. A fun shambles. But keep an eye out for the videos. Then we've got a couple of videos, a couple of the rounds involving Richie Firth coming out a bit later on as well on the show. Keep an eye out for they that. They don't have to. 
I think they need to. They need to be. Your Henry Kelly impersonation needs to be seen in full, in full Technicolor. One, which, of the, one of those ones where I was really excited about doing it, and then when it came to the moment, I had this <laughs> dawning realization that this isn't, in fact, very good at all. It's weird, though, isn't it? Doing an impression of someone like that, and then seeing the whites of the eyes of the audience as they're trying to work out who who you're doing. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't normally do that when you have an impression <laughs> no, you on don't, the radio. No, no. Uh, but the thing for me that was the big shock of last night happened before the pub quiz even started. Okay, now we went for food beforehand at the pub, the Counting House, the gorgeous venue that we were given by Fuller's, uh, and it was me and Richie, and then Claire from our marketing team, and the lovely Sarah Champion from Absolute Radio. Uh, but we pre-ordered our food because mm. obviously ran from finishing this show, quick bit of food, and then obviously did the quiz. Uh, you ordered uh, like a main each. I think you had ham, egg, and chips. Of course, I did. Staying true to the course, <laughs> yeah. I had bangers and mash, but you pre-ordered a starter as well. I did. I'd ordered some buffalo wings in a uh, lovely blue cheese dip. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Claire and Champers were sat there. They ordered their food and were still waiting for it. We were tucking into our mains. And what they did in the pub, just because we were pushed for time, they put all of the starters onto one big sharing plate mm. and stuck it in the middle of the table. Yeah. Uh, Claire and Chambers didn't realise that, obviously, uh, this was your actual starter and yeah. another couple of bits and bobs. They just thought it was just a platter for everyone to have to go at. Yeah. And Claire Baker from our marketing team picks up one of your buffalo wings and starts eating it. And I've never seen a reaction like it. For <laughs> how you behaved. It, you does, were... it doesn't matter who goes to pick up that buffalo wing. It could have been, in this case, someone I've worked with for 10 years. Yeah. Or it could have been someone I don't know very well at all. The inner monologue that goes off in my head, though, is, that's mine, what you're doing. It's amazing. Um, I, I, I will hold my hand up and say, <laughs> I'm awful at sharing food. Yeah. And that reflects badly on me, and I wish I was better at it. But I'm really bad at it. If you remember that bit in Jaws, where he sat up there, and he goes forwards, and the background goes backwards, when he can see Roy Schneider, whatever his name is, can see the, uh, <laughs> the, the shark swimming around. That's what happened to Richie last night. Suddenly zoned in on it. And what was the line you said to Claire? I, th- I, th- <laughs> I think I, I think I said something along the lines of, if you were my wife, yeah. I'd know how to deal with this. But you're not, so I really don't know what to say other than that's mine. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Claire from our marketing team went to take one of Richie Firth's uh, buffalo wings. She didn't realise that was his start. It was on a communal sharing plate. An innocent mistake. And Richie, uh, I've never seen anyone behave in that way. You were absolutely <laughs> beside yourself. I'm not the only person. 8, 12, 15 on the text. Tony in Eastbourne says, me to my wife, I'd rather buy another portion of chips that you may eat two of than give you two of mine. I, I, it, it sounds awful, but that, that's kind of where my head's at. But it's good though. I like the honesty that's coming through here. I have to say, I'm, I'm okay with sharing food. I don't really mind that too much. But if you're bad at sharing food, terrible at sharing food, don't sit in silence, get it off your chest, share. I wish I were like you. I wish I were the better man, but I can't be like that. Uh, Please repeat the phrase that you said to Claire last night, which you thought would make things better, but I think it made things kind of worse. (laughs) I said that if if you were my wife, I'd know how to deal with this, but you're not. So that's what the struggle is right now. Uh, We've had a text in from Josh. He says, Richie, just out of interest, how would you have dealt with it if it was your wife? Well, that's the thing. It wouldn't even come up because she wouldn't have even done it in the first place because she's been (laughs) sort of educated on this. Educated on it. So if it was her, I think I would have just said, what are you doing? Yeah. That's mine. Leave. So th- here's a scenario for you. You know this thing that happens quite a bit where if you have an Indian takeaway, you might have a curry night. Rather than anyone having their individual meals, everyone gets a load of stuff and you all share it together. No. How do you deal with that scenario? Straight away at the menu, I'm saying, I'm ordering a pilau rice. <laughs> if anyone else needs pilau rice, order your own. That's there you mine. go. The walls have gone up for Richie Firth on curry night. Let us know what you think. 
Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Do you know what? I don't come into work every day for vindication. If it happens, it's a beautiful thing. And the way this is swinging so far today is making me a very, very happy man. It proves you're not alone. No, I know. You're not alone on this, Richie. Uh, Let's go straight to Nottingham and Lauren, who is hanging on. Lauren, where do you stand on this whole rubbish that is sharing food? I just, I don't share food. I don't agree with it, if I'm honest. Okay, and what's the what's the scenario that happens with you the most? Do you, do you have to like tell people when you're ordering, or how do you approach it? Um, basically, I'm the kind of girl that if we're going out for a curry, I'll say to the waiter, "Yeah, nine poppadoms, please." Like nobody has two poppadoms. Then I'll have my dips. I'll have the curry. I'll have the rice. And to be honest, most of the time I'm with my fiance, and we do get quite a few looks. But I think, hey, just accept it. I don't share my food. Wow, I like the, the fact that you're straight up about it. Uh, the, the interesting thing is people being honest about this. So do you think if people were a bit more honest, then we wouldn't get into these situations where people would feel hurt by someone else sticking their paw with a poppadom into their korma? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you just you just be yourself. Why do you have to share food? Everybody has this thing about being polite and, oh, should we get them to share? No, I'm ordering <laughs> this for myself. That's the way it is. You've got your menu. I've got my menu. Keep your paws off. Wow. <laughs> Do not mess with Lauren. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. I don't mind admitting I'm terrible at sharing food. It was evident last night when somebody tried to eat one of my buffalo wings, didn't realise it was actually my starter. I went off like a car alarm. It reflects badly on me, but I don't like sharing. You kind of reminded me last night, like Rain Man. Do you remember that movie, Rain Man? When Claire was eating, you were like, ah, now, uh, sorry, (laughs) one second, Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Nick Bruzon says, takeaway, stroke restaurant food is not for sharing. I'd rather buy two meals and put the second into a share pile. If you wanted it, you should have ordered it. A 10-centimetre no-fly zone is in place around my plate at all times. A very, very solid policy, that. I'm fine with that one. Uh, and we've got a question for you from Sam in Suffolk. I love the fact there's a, a, an Ask Richie element to this, people <laughs> getting in touch. Richie, what happens if you're offered somebody else's food? Do you accept it or do you decline in fear of having to share yours? So, look, Andy and I both saw this come in on the text and I've actually said to Andy, write down what you think I'm going to say as a reply. I've got it here on a piece <laughs> of paper. The answer to your question, Sam in Suffolk, is if someone offers me their food and I like it I will of course take it really yeah 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 yeah. because they've chosen to offer it to me I would not have asked them for it they've chosen to offer me doesn't mean I will offer them anything back you can't not offer them anything back though if you've just taken their food right uh, so you have written Richie r- will say I decline food offers so I don't feel obliged to en- no 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 so wrong that is, you've really shocked me though I would take it that makes you an even worse person I know <laughs> No shame at all. Happy as Larry over there. Not troubled. He'll sleep like a baby tonight, I guarantee it. Uh, right, on the way next on this show, going to play you a song by U2, which is interesting because the people coming back from U2's gig last night at the O2 in London provided us with another case for the British Transport Social Police. And it's next. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Choose a contract length that suits your needs and upgrade anytime with Anytime Upgrade Flex. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. 
obviously doing the pub quiz and everything last night was great, but the side effect of doing a late quiz and then living in Essex is that you end up having to get the late train home, mm. which uh, I did last night, and I end up getting the crazy train. I would say, what's a good rule of thumb? Any train from any main train station after about 9, 9.30... Is the crazy train home? Well, I'd also so you can guarantee the crazy train home being the last train home. As last well. train home. God, I mean, and this is the, by crazy train. I mean that train that's full of people who've probably stayed on for a couple of bevies after work on on top of having no tea, <laughs> yeah. and are slightly off their heads yeah. by that time go back. And that's exactly the train that I got on last night. Doubly worse. You mentioned you two. Uh, they were playing a big gig at the O2 last mm-hmm. night, so I kind of like coincided with all these people piling on who just like effervescent because they've just been to see their favourite band ever, and we're playing really badly recorded clips of the songs that you two were playing on their yep. phones and everything. But what was worse than all of them was a bunch of lads that got on. I think it was four or five lads. And I, I knew we had trouble because I thought, that's typical, I could see them walking down the platform at West Ham or whatever it was. I could hear them going like, oi, 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 I thought, I oh, don't get on this one. I'm just, I'm just having a nice little <laughs> quiet bit of relaxing. And they got on and they started singing. Brilliant. Bit of singing. Four drunk lads singing. Uh, I've recorded it on my phone for you guys to have a little listen to. This has got now to do with you two. I think they've been to the U2 gig, but they decided together, collectively, to have a little sing-along. Here we go. Were the Proclaimers supporting you two? I don't know, but they were singing it. <laughs> Second round, here we go. Listen to him. Oh, my. Literally, everyone sat there with their Mackie D's looking at him going, please give us a break. It's not what you want on the train. It's not what you want on the train. And it does uh, make me think that maybe we need to add this. And we kind of overlooked it when we were top of coming up with the uh, legislation for the British Transport Social Police. Maybe we include singing. Straight onto the charter. Do you know what I mean? Because the weird thing is, my other half, Katie, always thinks, oh, that's quite cute and cool when people are, like, no. having a good time. No, and no, no, singing. No, no. There's places to have a good time, and it's not on a train. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. That's Blur and To The End. Do you know what? I love that song. Whenever I hear that song, it always reminds me of doing GCSE French. Because <laughs> it's got a little bit of French in the background. And do you know what? When I think about doing GCSE French, and it might take you back to the... Do you ever do the Tricolore French yeah, textbook? Yeah, yeah, All based around what I thought at the time was a fictional location, La Rochelle. No, very much exists. Very much exists, La Rochelle. But I think the weird thing is about GCSE French... Let me give you some right music for it. <laughs> Isn't it weird that we all spent so long learning French at school and at one point in your uh, time, you've got quite a bit of French in your mind, enough to actually pass an exam maybe of it. I've got a C, you know? But then that all disappears, it drains out. You know, like air coming out slowly from an airbed, a Z bed, if you're kind of flattening it down. But and there'll it, always be a tiny little bit of air left always, in that Z bed. Just a little tiny little bit left. And I, I reckon everyone listening to this show right now has probably got one line of French left. That's all that's left <laughs> from that entire body of work during your GCSE. So for me, I've got Je joue a foot avec mes amis. That's the only thing I've got left from GCSE. I play French. football with my friends. That's it. Uh, Don the Eglise, that's the other bit, which is in the church, in the church. which doesn't work with the first sentence. Pour aller à l'hôtel de ville. What does that mean? Please, could you show me the way to the town hall? Fantastic. I believe. And that's the weird thing, if you ever go on holiday in France, you panic and think, right, your brain searches for the only bit of French you've got. I ain't going to help Let's us go either. Let's go to the town hall, everyone. Let's play football in a time. church with your friends. <laughs> so, look, I got to thinking about this, right? Obviously, with that brilliant uh, Blur song, To The End, what if people texted the show with their one line of remaining French 
The last thing you got yeah, left in yeah, your brain, yeah. 8, 12, 15. Text us now. Tell us what that particular line is. Is it something to do with getting to the uh, nearest train station? Producer David's just got the French for Jamal à la tête. Yeah. Uh, he's got a headache. Yeah. That's the last thing he remembers. Tell us what it is. We'll record you. We'll call you back and record you. And then insert it into a special montage version of To The End by Blur. We'll play it tomorrow on the show. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible idea. I admit that. Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Hometime on Absolute Radio with Annie Bush and Richie Firth. It's Queen and the show must go on. We I tried to make his own little French? French, French there. Didn't work. The show must go on. The <laughs> uh, reason we're talking about French is this. We played to the end by Blur earlier on in the Absolute Radio 90s. And we just thought, isn't it weird? And ask yourself this question. Do you have one final line of GCSE French left in your head after all those years of learning? It kind of boils down to one bit that you can remember. So what we want you to do is to text us at 12.15. Producer Adem is in the next room. He's going to be calling you back and recording you doing your final remaining line of French. And we're going to put it together in a bumper montage version of To The End by Blur, but with your French on and not the woman that's in the background <laughs> tomorrow on this show. Question is, what can you remember? Je n'oubliais pas mon carré de français, which Ooh. means I mustn't forget my French books. I know this because I had to write it out 100 times as a punishment for forgetting my French books. That's Donna in Newcastle. Love it. Uh, Est-ce que je peux enlever mon pull, s'il vous plaît? Uh, excuse me, may I take off my jumper, please? <laughs> Isn't it weird, though, that of all the stuff, <laughs> that's what's left? Very strange. Zoe says, Je voudrais un kilo de pomme. Uh, there's someone else says, My only French is being able to ask what's in the basket. Uh, Andy and Bromley, ouvre la fenêtre, let's open the window. Oh, and classic. Anonymous, finally. Uh, moi, Joseph, uh, je voudrais un orangina. I'm thirsty, I'd like an orangina, kind of. <laughs> As you can hear, Richie and I have still got a pretty decent grasp of the French language and the accent. Text us now. Producer Adam will call you back and you might end up in that song by Blur tomorrow. We've got the House Martins next. Mobile. Change your tariff to fit your changing needs with Anytime Upgrade Flex. Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Terms and conditions apply. Je voudrais venger le mon père mort. Ooh. I would like to avenge my father's death from Joe in Walsall. I can't remember that particular uh, section of Trickle. I can't remember that. They were around La Rochelle. Nothing about avenging death. And uh, one final linguistic text from Steph. Bush and Ritchie, stop it. I speak German and when people find this out, I become some sort of validation machine for long forgotten phrases such as my favourite animal is a snake <laughs> or, or where is the indoor swimming pool. You should not be encouraging this on a national scale. Uh, keep texting in your French phrases. You might end up in that Blur song tomorrow. Meanwhile, the bit that's been obsessing us even before this show even started today, it might be the same for you, is the US lottery and the phenomenal amount of money, which it hasn't been won yet, is it? Not yet. It is the uh, the biggest ever um, lottery jackpot. $1.6 billion. Wow. Whoever it turns out wins this, they've got two options. You can either take a $904 million immediate cash payment, right. or you can take the full $1.6 billion, but over 29 years. Oh my word, imagine, imagine even having to deal with that as a decision. Imagine that as a standing order. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it, going I into your account? I think it equates to something like $551 million every year. I might have got that wrong. That's my a lot of money. really poor. Do you know what though, I think that's too much money. Too much money overall. $1.6 billion. Oh, I don't think so. It's too much money. Because 
I think, you know, a normal lottery win, whatever that might be, a couple of million or whatever, would be great and it'd change your life and everything. But when you've got an amount of money that's almost impossible to imagine in your mind, like you're thinking about billions, I don't even know what that means. I think it would put you in a bit of a spin. I'd love to give it a try. I don't think it would affect me. You don't think it would? I think you'd go mad. I no, think you'd go mad in six months. I think I would live my... <laughs> Genuinely. I would live my normal life but just put a cherry on top of everything kind of thing. No chance. As in these white trainers, they're a little bit discoloured, but I love them. What I would do if I win 1.6 billion, I just buy a new pair of them every day. I would I'm still me. I would counter that by you saying that basically you'd change your trainers on Monday, don't like them on Tuesday, change more, change them again on Wednesday. Nothing has any value anymore. And also, go on further, I, I, for me, the things I like doing, I love doing because I feel I've earned them. So like, if you go for a drink on a Friday night with a couple of mates, you've, you've earned it because you've worked hard during the week. If you take that work bit out of it, then you just go and drink in for any old reason. You turn into, what was his name? Carol, the lotto lout. Do you remember him? <laughs> You're only that far away from racing bangers in your back garden and annoying the neighbours. I think I'd be all right. I think I'd be that man. Well, have a little think. Listen at home, in terms of the money, what is it? 1.6? 1.6 billion. There has actually been a winner. There's been a winner? Yeah. So this person now is going through this entire thought process. Mm. If you won that kind of money, do you think it might change you? If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Imagine Brian Adams running at you, absolutely bombing it at you, just running as fast as he can. Come on, Brian, come on, come on, Brian. Absolute Radio on a Wednesday's Home Time with Andy Bush and Richie Firth as we head towards six o'clock. Some important thank yous, uh, first of all, to you if you came down to the pub quiz last night that we organised. Uh, thank you very much to our show sponsors, Tesco Mobile, yeah. uh, who were there, had a little team there themselves, also uh, provided some uh, some mobile chargers for the winners as part of the prize package. Yeah. Uh, as did Wix, some £100 gift cards as well, so thank you to them. I have to say, I think when you look at all that like now, a universally successful night, and may I just say, on the vindication purposes here, a universally successful night, despite a lot of people not having any hope or confidence in my Henry Kelly spot rounds and my train round. In platform erm, That's what it. I called it, yeah. You thought that went... Brilliantly well, did you? I felt it went well, yeah. I was describing it afterwards as the uh, the quiz round that nearly broke the quiz. <laughs> we nearly harsh. lost them. We That's really, harsh. That's we nearly no. lost them. So all, you think it was fine? I, I, we've managed to get a couple of clips from last night. So if you want to just listen back and have a little listen, just to just to hear the audience. Well, I was reaction. there. I was there. Well, maybe sometimes when you're in the moment, you're on the microphone, you might miss it. Here's you asking one of the questions or whatever, and and me as well, and just hear the audience reaction. Now, the London Underground is the oldest in the world, but how many stations are? There. How many stations are there on the London Underground? Grown. <laughs> I don't think that's gross. That. I think that no, there's just people going, oh, I'm not sure. That's uh, uproar. This is nearly uproar. <laughs> we nearly lost them. Here's another question. How many volts are there in the overhead electricity wires? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what have you done? I've just got the boss's face. <laughs> Bring back the puppets. There you go, bring back the puppets. Uh, if you're playing along in the car at home at the moment, it's 20, <laughs> 25,000 volts. Don't start Just this. think about that. 
It was There's only 12 volts in your plug, I think, isn't there? Do you think you were trying to get people into uh, trains and that via the power of quizzing? Are you trying to get fellow trains? I was never trying to convert people. I was just trying to do a different pub quiz. You don't go into a normal pub quiz and get around about trains, so it's a bit different. Well, in the honour of feedback, we got producer Dave to go around with a microphone. This is what our actual audience thought of it last night. This is live from the actual quiz itself. The trains round was an interesting one. Not such a good idea. The trains round was <laughs> the train round, I think Bush was slating it, but, you know, Richie has obviously uh, swatted up on his uh, on his train knowledge. The train round was a bit of a shambles, obviously. I mean, not even multiple choice. How is anyone meant to know the speed of the Euro train? No one's going to know it. I don't know what books Richie's been reading, but, um, my God, I need to go and uh, take a step into his library. I like the train round because I live on the Great Western Railway, so I actually knew an answer. <laughs> Just one. Just the one answer. Uh, apart from the uh, train round, it's been okay. It's been okay. <laughs> Damned with faint praise there, wasn't yeah. it? It was okay. <laughs> the train round. And keep an eye out for some videos at Absolute Radio. They're up there pretty soon. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. How ironic us playing out clips of your train round from the pub quiz last night, followed by Long Road to Ruin by the Foo Fires. I don't see the irony in that at all. Uh, it didn't ruin the pub quiz, and you're talking about a long road to ruin. Trains obviously run on tracks. So <laughs> uh, you've tried to be clever there. You've made yourself look an idiot. I'm well and truly outmaneuvered there. Yes, I stand corrected. 8, 12, 15 to text. Uh, here's another one. Ignore the haters. I would love a train round, uh, says Emily uh, from Cheshire. Brackets, a train driver. See, there you go, she's a train driver. Do <laughs> you know what, though? It's an interesting point. Uh, we had so much fun last night, and it was, the best thing about it was obviously meeting you lot, so I think we might do one of these again in the not-too-distant future. I'd agree. Take it out on the road. Yes. Somewhere else. Yes. Always open to suggestions. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. I love the fact that Sean Ryder was at the Q Awards and told Daniel Perry he's a big fan of the Absolute Radio app. Yep. Loves the Absolute Radio app. Download it now for yourself, get an extra song when the ads are on. Before Danielle is here at seven, there will be today's edition of Hitler's Toilet with some interesting news for you. If you're looking to relocate somewhere in the UK, I will tell you the best town in the UK to move to because mm-hmm. it's been named today. Just a quick call back to yesterday's toilet. A lot of people obviously getting back in touch after we told you about this uh, time traveller. spoke called William Taylor, uh, who travelled to the year 8,970. Uh, he's passed a lie detector test, so it's all completely kosher. It's true, it did happen. Uh, and he said that the year 8,973 didn't want to come back. Spent six hours there and describes it as a utopia where there is no crime or conflict and cures to every problem. Here's the interesting thing, right? After we came off air last night, we were still talking about this story because we were a bit obsessed with this bloke. We reckon that despite the fact it's the year 8,973, I reckon there's still certain things that that won't work. You can have utopia, but have things that don't work. Yeah, I reckon the things that are plaguing us right now 
probably will still be plaguing us and annoying us by the year 8,973. Wi-Fi on trains. Do you reckon they fixed that? 100%. No, not in a million years. <laughs> the bit where you have to open up the browser first to be able to put your details in, that still won't be fixed. Other things that will still be broken in 8,973. Skype. Having a phone, like a, a face-to-face <laughs> chat with someone on the phone. When have you ever done that successfully? <laughs> right? We try and have a, a Skype chat with my my mum and dad to show them our new baby and everything, you know, Nana and granddad and it normally is about half an hour of my dad and my mum upside down for a bit or my dad can't work out to turn the camera on they can hear him and my mum disagreeing about how to turn it on nightmare and what about the children of 8,973 do you reckon they're getting into their toys a little bit easier have we worked out how to get into blister oh. packs <laughs> get they're the still, old cable ties they off. still won't sort it I'll go for another one for you as well that'll still be broken and won't work in 8,973 trying to collapse a travel cot Oh, no. Trying to run your finger along the fabric of a travel cot and get that button down. Let us know what you reckon will still be broken in the year 8973. And we'll ask that fella, and he's been there. He can tell us. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It may be utopia, but what still won't work in 8,973? Uh, Stacey Barnfield has tweeted to say, self-service supermarket checkouts. <laughs> I'll still be standing there in a rage with the red light flashing. Stacey, <laughs> I totally agree with you on this, and I do hope that by the time we get to this year, advanced by thousands and thousands of years ahead, Shops and supermarkets will have a unification on the side that you scan from. Yes. Why don't we just have an agreement on that? Yeah. Scan from the right bag to the left. Yeah. Good Stop shout. mucking about with it. A lot of people putting the M25 down. Yeah. Scott and Dave. A lot of people going the M6 roadworks uh, from Thea. And also tin can openers. Well, once, then never again. Can we fix that by 8,973? <laughs> So we've been talking about this time traveller on Home Time tonight who went forward to the year 8,973, said it was a utopia. Correct. Uh, but we're thinking, right? I reckon the things that still wind us up and now and plague us now will still be broken in the year 8,973. What things that are wind up now will still be broken in that year as far as you're concerned? Jake in Epsom, 12.15 on the text, listening to music on YouTube with your phone locked. Oh, yeah, it's a wind-up. Why have they <laughs> can't fix that? Danielle says, I reckon the unexpected item in the bagging area lady will still be winding everybody up. Good point. Uh, Mike in London asking, will you still have to wait 20 minutes to speak to your car insurance company? Oh. Got to go back to that time traveller and ask. Yeah, exactly. Have a word. Is that really a utopia? Rich says VAR. It's v- I thought VAR was doing okay. He doesn't seem to think so. I think the very fact that it's uh, not in the Premier League this season would suggest there's still problems with it. Uh, Martin says Tinder chat-up lines. Uh, Phil says, in the year 8,973, it will still be impossible to work out what all the numbers on light bulb packaging actually mean, <laughs> and you'll still go home with the wrong one. And a gazillion people texting the word Brexit. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. One thing I've noticed getting time at home in the mornings at the moment is how much the daytime TV audience loves a programme about homes, uh, relocating, homes under hammers, all that kind of stuff. They love all that stuff. 
So you may be interested to know that uh, today's Hitler's Toilet is dialing into that little uh, groove a little bit with some, some housing news. I'm about to tell you the best place to live and work in the UK. Actually... It's got this title for the second year running, but it's not going to be where you think it's going to be. I always think kind of seaside towns and stuff like that. Quality Do you know what I mean? of life, yeah, that kind of Some stuff. In, somewhere near uh, a natural beauty type landmark or something like or that. Or equally, you could go northern and some sort of uh, city that's close to the Dales or that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Slough. Whoa there. Yeah, Whoa, it's Slough. Slough. Second year running that it is the best place to live and work in the UK. Others in the top five. Uh, Guildford at five. <laughs> Reading at four. Blimey, that's used, near Slough, isn't it? It's very near Slough. I used to live in Reading. I mean, I'm surprised to see that. Cambridge at three. Yeah. Beautiful. Lovely. But can't really drive around there. Uh, Gloucester at two. Wow. Slough at number one. Now, isn't that weird that you should say that? Because, obviously, last night at our pub quiz, our show sponsors, Tesco Mobile, were there. Yes. They're based in Slough. Yeah. And we jokingly kind of said to them, we'll have to come over to Slough and have a look around or whatever like that as well. But well, it's less of a joke now, isn't it? Now that we know Tesco Mobile are there, and completely. also it's one of the best places to be in the UK, I think we've got to take the show there. What is on? What is in Slough? Do you know anything that's in Slough? What's well, all I, know, all I know Slough of is obviously where the office was uh, yeah. with David Brent and that. And that so. seemed to be a bit of uh, a nightmare for Slough, having that based on it because yeah. obviously people were taking the mickey out of it but what what a brilliant way of getting themselves back into the uh, the top light the headlights by uh, yeah. you know, being on this list 13 minutes left then we'll all head out to Slough let's see what happens Absolute Radio The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show Unfortunately it still contains the two of them talking well, that was it. That's another show in the bag. Uh, thank you, by the way, for everyone who subscribed to this little podcast and leaves us the comments. Don't forget, on Fridays, any other business, uh, we make it our thing to try and read for as many as we can. I have to say, on the subject of any other business, at the pub quiz last night, one of the prizes was to sit in on an any other business podcast. And oh, yeah. as I was reading that out and saying, plus, you get the chance, I thought, who do we think we are? I know, yeah. That this is actually a prize. It's not like hanging out with Spielberg on set, is it? <laughs> it's not, no. It ain't at all. Oh, dear. oh well, it's booked in. They're coming. That can't be stopped. Uh, hopefully, we'll, maybe we'll put on a spread for them. Some sandwiches or oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Some sandwiches. Uh, that is the podcast done and dusted. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>